Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chubba Pikmano, your Jam That Champion, and I'm joined by my intangible co-host, your Quizzle Mania Champion, Tempest the Wrestler. I am Jeff. I mean Tempest. <laughs> yep. That is a joke. That is going to work for people that watch the Wrestle Talk news. Um, people would get that joke. Uh, and maybe people who have watched the video version of this podcast uh, and then gone back and, and listened to the podcast extra bits that we do. Um, won't work for anyone else. So I don't think, I don't even think we should explain it, really. I think we should no. just leave it. No. Let's move on. Okay, cool. Um, how you been, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, actually. Uh, I've had a, a pretty good, productive week. Managed to get a new video up onto my YouTube channel, which is a nice. welcome change. Some of these that, things just take a while. No, this is my Money in the Bank review. Oh, I okay. decided to make a very uh, a quick turnaround review of Money in the Bank. Led to me not getting a lot of sleep on uh, Sunday night. But mm-hmm. you got to do what you got to do working in mm. uh, a business that's about making content. Um, but I should have part one finished within the next week or so, which is very exciting. Amazing. Great. It's a lot more yeah. editing to, to do for yes. this one to keep yeah. New Japan off of my ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's totally fair. Um, what was the thing I was going to ask? Because uh, I know there's a thing I was going to get to, which I, I will get to. Uh, in fact, no, no, I'm going to do it now. So I have got a bone to pick with Luke Warm, Luke Owen, Mr. Jam in the Jar himself. I have got a bone to pick with him because I was earlier, just while I was doing a bit of work bits, I went and listened to a couple of the podcast extra bits that we do, the, the little intro and outro that we're recording right now. I went and listened to a couple of those bits just to keep up to date with, you know, what Ollie and Luke are doing. i got to keep my eyes in on Mr. Jam in the Jar. I want to know his plans, if he's going to jam it in or whatever, you know. 
And he said on there, and I quote, I believe this was from like either last week or the week before, maybe on the Raw podcast, maybe the AEW one, I don't know. But nevertheless, he was talking about the emails that people send in to support at WrestleTalk.com. By the way, send in your emails to support at WrestleTalk.com and we can read them out on the show. And he said, uh, they were talking about how many emails they've got. And uh, Luke was saying, oh, for once, our, our mailbag that we've got here, it, it's it's full to the brim. We've got loads of emails to read out. And Ollie said, oh, maybe you should delete some. And Luke said, well, like Pete never does. I end up reading all the, the emails that he reads out all the time. Factually incorrect, Luke. I delete every single email that I read out because I put all the emails that I read out in the SmackDown section of the emails that, that I, there's there's subsections on the support inbox. You've got general, you've got SmackDown, you've got a couple of other ones. And I read all the ones that, uh, that I see in the inbox that are directed towards us at the intangibles. I put in the SmackDown folder so we can read them out on the SmackDown and the NXT podcast, right? Because obviously it was SmackDown before. We didn't have the NXT podcast before, which is why it's called SmackDown. So I had them in the SmackDown section. Those are the ones I read. Those are the ones I delete. Heard that, went onto the support inbox, went into the general inbox, which is the one that is used for specifically for the other show. It really should be called the Raw and AEW one, but you know, it's just general and we haven't changed it. So there is a bunch of emails for the intangibles in there. And I'm like, why are they in there? I didn't move them there. Who put them in the general folder? Now I've missed a load of emails that people have emailed in because they've not been put in the SmackDown section. And he complains about me for not deleting my emails. Come on, Luke. Sort it out, mate. God. So now we've got like 17 million emails to get. That's not true. There's like maybe seven. But like... 17 million to get through now from like last week and the week before. God. So and, and people would think that I'm just ignoring them. That's what it comes down to. I'm 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 not angry. I'm disappointed. Oh Pete's a disappointed <laughs> mom. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for all your emails. Please do email in support at wrestletalk.com. Uh, let's, do, let's do one and then we'll get into the show. We're going to go crazy. We're going to do an email on the intro. Ooh. Oh, I know. Spicy. Um, let's see. Ethan. Hello, Ethan. I've not pre-read any of these emails. This should be fun. Uh, good time of day, LIW. Pete, have you seen the mini campaign called Escape the Blood Keep on Dimension 20's YouTube? I stumbled on it one night at work and absolutely loved it. Regards, Ethan. Uh, no, I haven't watched any Dimension 20 stuff because... The thing is, I know I'll really enjoy it, and I just don't have the time to get lost into something that's a, a long thing. You know, it's I know it's a mini campaign. It's still a campaign, though, isn't it? So, yeah, but there's so many things that I still need to watch that I've not gotten around to yet. I, I just don't have the time. It's like it's like um, people saying to me, it's like, oh, why don't you collect like Pokemon cards? I'm like, don't. I will spend all my money on that. I can't. I cannot. I can't get into it again. No. 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 Because I know I'll love it. Well, like getting into comic books. I know I'll really enjoy comic books. So I. So I can't do it. <laughs> this really is adulthood, isn't it? it sure I know is. I'll like this thing, but I don't have time to like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, dude. You know, I mentioned on. I think it was on the SmackDown podcast last week, and I was talking about speedruns, and I was yes. saying, "Oh man, I really want to get back into them, but I just don't have the time, and I have to force myself." There was a point yesterday, I went on to speedrun.com, I went over to Pokemon Black and White, and I was checking the guides of how oh, to no. how to begin speedrunning a Pokemon Black and White, and I was like, oh, don't do it! Don't do it, Pete! You don't have the time! Oh, man, it's rough. Because 
I, ju- I just enjoy a lot of things. So I want to do a lot of things. I ju- oh, man. So no, I haven't watched it to answer your email, Ethan. Soz, mate. Um, all right. We've got one here from Pete. Not me. Different Pete. Uh, says, hi, friends. Shout out to Lost Intangibles, because why not? Thank you. Um, I have a question. Uh, my name is the same as a member from the Mean Street Posse in WWE. Uh, my my question is, have you ever met a stranger with the same first and last name as a celebrity? <laughs> no, you've seen my name. Uh, also, I'm from Philly. I'm looking forward to WWE and AEW returning to the area. I've heard a lot of pizza talk lately. How does the tag team feel on cheese steaks? Uh, shout out to Fat Mikey's Cheese Steaks. I, I, I don't know any of those words that you've just said. But well, I'm guessing he means like a Philly cheesesteak sandwich, yes. which are sure. excellent. Love them. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they're great. I think I've had Philly cheesesteak maybe once or twice in my life. Maybe Same. it's not it's not very common here. Um, just gonna throw that. I mean, there. that's fair, I suppose. I also think he was asking if we've met anybody who had the same name as a celebrity, not if your name. No, 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 no. My name. My name. No. <laughs> All right. Um, um, yeah, my name either is way. Same- you ever met a stranger with the same first and last name as a celebrity? Uh, I feel like I have, you know, but yeah, they're not coming to me right now. Um, so I, I, I can definitely remember some because I remember making the joke of being like, oh, yeah, it's so and so, not that one, was always like the thing I would say about this person. But like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'm 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 gonna go over here with with so and so, not that one. Was always the joke I'd make about it. But right. I now can't remember the person's name. I think it was some someone when I was at university probably did. But yeah, I uh, feel like I I would need like a decent amount of time to to prepare and go through my memory bank because right. I don't know I don't know if anybody knows this. My memory is starting to go, <laughs> mate. Like, like like mine. Um, um, I don't, I'm not quite getting to the point where it's like, oh man, I had this, I had, I was going to ask you something on this podcast. Now I just can't remember <laughs> what it is, which happens on every show. Hey man, but... when the, when the red light goes on, my memory goes, it's just, that's just how it happens. It's just how it goes. Yeah. Man. There, there are definitely things that I am just no longer capable of remembering, which for a long time was one of my greatest strengths was having a good memory. But it's why you're Quizomania champion. Yeah, yeah. All of the wrestling knowledge that populates my brain is pushing other things out at this mm. point. And that's that's dangerous. There's only yeah. so much room up here. Yeah, that's fair. Well, regardless, let's see if you can remember about this show because we need to talk about NXT. Um, we'll get into reviewing that show. Uh where uh where the first thing we're gonna be talking about is carrying cross because he was on Raw this week, and then he was on this show. Ooh, did they? <laughs> great audio content. Um, <laughs> but is Karrion Cross kind of ruined now that Jeff Hardy beat him on Raw? Let's talk about it. I had a whole intro planned. Let's just reference this now. What are you doing, Tempest? Jeff Hardy is the NXT champion. I don't care that that's not how it works. Jeff Hardy beat the undefeated NXT champion in mm-hmm. two minutes. Mm-hmm. 
He should be on this show. Do you understand how much more I would enjoy NXT if Jeff Hardy was on it? I don't care about like Ricochet going back to NXT or or whoever. Ember Moon goes back to NXT. Who cares about that? Let's put Jeff Hardy into work rate territory NXT. That would be so much fun. You get Jeff Hardy versus Adam Cole, Jeff Hardy versus Kyle O'Reilly, Jeff Hardy versus Finn Balor, not anymore, but it would have been fun. I want all of this. Just let me let me have this. It's not going to happen, but it should. He's the NXT champion. He should be on the NXT show. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Just a just a quick just a quick question. Just like a quick yes or no answer from you is is all I'm looking for. Um, have you heard of non-title matches? No, explain that to me. Okay, fair enough. No, that makes a lot of sense as to why you'd think he's the NXT uh, champion in that case. Anyway, welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast review of NXT. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, your jam that champion. And I'm joined, as always, by my intangible co-host, your current Quizzlemania champion, Tempest the Wrestler. Uh, and we're going to be talking about this episode of NXT. Get in your ultra chats, by the way, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get in your messages because we're going to be going through all the ones that are five bucks and up by the end of the show. But let's talk about Karrion Cross, as we briefly mentioned. Jeff Hardy beat him in yeah, about two did. minutes. In about two minutes on Raw. Jesus Christ, that's a loud... Damn it, yeah. I lost two letters. How did I do that? He's, he's, your, he's, my, he's your NXT champo. Yeah, he's my NXT champo. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hardy is my NXT champo. Is your NXT Tommaso Champo? How did uh, I lose the I? <laughs> the I am the N, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Well, that's quite impressive, really. I guess it's in somewhere else because you lost Boo. the I and the N. Boo! This show is off to a great start, everybody. Um. <clears throat> anyway, Karen Cross lost to Jeff Hardy on Raw. Made his big Raw debut. He's been on main event for a little while, and he's been beating people. Made his debut on Raw. People were not happy with the booking. He lost in like two minutes to Jeff Hardy via roll-up. With Jeff Hardy cheating. Putting his feet on the ropes and everything. Good stuff, Jeff Hardy. Good baby face. Um, and uh, and then he was on this show. And they continued the story with Samoa Joe. Because last week, Cross choked out Joe. Joe was very mad about it. And the story of the show was Joe wanting to get revenge on Karrion Cross. He was waiting for him to show up. And when he does, he's like, I'm going to... I'm going to beat him up. That's what I do. William Regal tried to stop him in the opening segment, being like, uh, Joe, this actually isn't part of the agreement. And then Joe was saying, actually, no, I think you'll find that you said I can put my hands on people if I was provoked. And I've been very, very provoked. Thank you very much. So I'm going to kill him. And Regal was like, oh, no, he put your his hands on you in a referee capacity, not in a whatever, not Samoa Joe the man or whatever the hell he said. Sure. Um, so and dumb. Very dumb. Uh, and right. then, yeah, he he wanted to kill Karrion Cross, and then he mentioned the like, oh yeah, hey, did you see that he made a little road trip to Raw? And I was like, you don't want to mention that he lost in two minutes. And then later on, you know, Cross showed up in like the last thing on the show. Smojo went to go choke him out, but Cross cut a promo showing that he'd beaten up. He choked out William Regal. How dare you! And uh, yeah, he uh, Samojo ju he just managed to get away. But in Cross's promo, he was holding up the NXT title, being like, "Hey, this title means that I can go wherever I want, I can do whatever I want, and I can hurt whoever I want." And I was like, "Oh, so you wanted to lose to Jeff Hardy? Then is that what that is?" Hmm. Um. 
to answer the question that's in the title of this video, I don't think Cross is ruined because of Raw. But it definitely did leave like a... I was questioning things quite a bit on this episode because of it. There was a couple times where I was like... But you did lose the Jeff Hardy in two minutes. And it feels, you know, we've mentioned this several times and on several different occasions in the past, NXT and the main roster do not feel like the same continuity because you have people like Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa showing up on the main roster teaming in the middle of a blood feud. You have people coming up with completely different characters than they had in NXT. You know, we, we even mentioned when Finn Balor returned on SmackDown last week, we're like, oh, so this is main roster Finn Balor and all the NXT stuff doesn't matter anymore. It's out of continuity of everything else. But Cross is the NXT champion. He was the NXT champion when he lost to Jeff Hardy. And that, I think, really hurts any story they're trying to tell here. I don't think he's ruined, but I think it's really hurt him. Yeah, so two two points of, of thought here. First, regarding just the whole segment itself in regards to William Regal saying that he put his hands on you in a referee capacity. That's so stupid. You're not supposed to attack referees anyway. And he also didn't put his hands on him in a referee capacity because it was after the match. Yeah, yeah. So I don't under... Like, I get the idea of not wanting management to attack wrestlers, but that's never stopped anyone anywhere before. William Regal's put his hands on people in NXT. I don't know why he's got this just obsession with joe not getting physical other than just having it as part of a gimmick like i understand writing it into the storyline but i don't understand why it's actually in the storyline especially in a case like this where he's like you must not touch this man like well why you brought him in to keep the peace and carrying cross hasn't been peaceful so you should put him in his place I don't get it. I don't get that whole thing. Of course, Regal and Joe are very good at what they do, and their portrayal of this storyline has been very good. But I don't I don't get the content. It hasn't made a lot of sense to me. Karrion Cross. I don't think he's ruined. I don't think it's just like, oh, I'm never going to watch this guy again. But watching this show... NXT felt decidedly not important. And it usually kind of feels that way anyway, but they usually give them more than one segment on Raw before they ruin it. It's usually like, hey, this guy's here. Oh my God, Shotzi and Tegan are are here. And then you wait four weeks and then they start losing in, in five minutes. And then, you know, that old chestnut. And then we go on about, oh, is Keith Lee ruined? Oh, no, give it a chance. He just beat Randy Orton. And then a weeks go by, and it's like, oh, well, now he's losing again. He lost by DQ. Whatever. This was two minutes in with your NXT champion. Vince McMahon is that one kid that just wants to break everyone else's toys and watch them cry. And from the reports that have come out, that's exactly the reasoning behind this. That he just wants to <laughs> pal, this'll get people talking. <laughs> I don't understand sabotaging your own company. Because I could still watch this show and watch Karrion Cross's whole deal and be like, okay, yeah, you're going to beat up William Regal. They didn't put him in front of the crowd. Probably a smart decision. 
and it didn't it didn't kill Karrion Cross to me, but it's it's killing NXT. And as someone who has to watch and review this twice a week, I don't want the show to feel extremely unimportant, and it kind of feels that way. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I like I said before, I don't think it ruined Cross. It de- it definitely hurts the show. And you know, there's there's been the reports coming out of the NXT roster were like shocked and frustrated at Cross's loss on Raw because they're like, well, that's our champion is losing in two minutes on the main roster. It makes NXT feel really minor league and terrible. Like, how can you possibly ever make new stars on the main roster if your top star is losing to a guy who's been losing all year in two minutes? Like, sure, he's Jeff Hardy. I know he's a legend and all that. But in the last year, what's he done? Mm-hmm. Nada. Yeah. I mean, like, look at how how would Johnny Gargano feel about this? And I don't want to put words in people's mouths and thoughts in people's heads and everything. We don't know exactly who's saying what. But look at the amount of people that Karrion Cross has just absolutely demolished in recent weeks and months. Like, he beat Johnny Gargano decisively last week, goes out and loses in two minutes. How does that make Johnny Gargano look to the fans? How does this make Finn Balor look who can't beat Karrion Cross? How does this make every other person that Karrion Cross has run through? Yeah. yeah. It's just dumb. Like, yeah. most of the time I can at least see the idea behind doing certain things with the NXT people because you're trying to get someone else over. But Jeff Hardy lost to Veer on main event last week. I'm dressed up as Jeff Hardy. I want to see him win. But I've seen a lot of people kind of talking like the only two options are Jeff Hardy is a jobber and loses every match. And Karrion Cross never loses, is undefeated forever and ever. You don't have to fix both of those problems at the detriment of the other. You know what I mean? Like, Jeff Hardy can beat people and be kept strong while not defeating the undefeated NXT champion. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's This is a very common criticism we have of WWE as a whole, which is maybe just don't book the match if this is going to be the issue with it. In the same way that, you know, shouldn't have done... Seth Rollins versus The Fiend at Hell in a Cell 2019 or mm-hmm. lots of other matches where they paint themselves into a corner and then have to do like, oh, I guess we'll do a double DQ finish or something like that because they need to keep both people strong. Just don't book the match. They're the ones that are doing it. Yeah. This isn't this isn't the end of Karrion Cross. It's a, it's a worrying sign is what I'd say. It's a worrying sign of what's to come because for me, it's so hard to get as much as I enjoy NXT on a week-to-week basis and the stories that they're telling in the company, part of you is always thinking about the future and what the future holds for a lot of these characters and a lot of these wrestlers. And if we already know that every single one of them that eventually gets called up to the main roster, if and when they move up to the main roster, if we already know that all of them are going to be treated as well as Cross has, which is to say, not very well, it's really hard to get invested in them. It genuinely, there's been so many people where I've looked at them and I've gone, man, they're really cool. But I can't get invested in them because I know they're just going to get ruined. Like, oh, man. As soon as I'm hearing that more call-ups are happening, it's like, 
even though there's been reports that Tony Storm is apparently very, very liked backstage, and Vince McMahon matter. thinks it doesn't matter. Like Vince McMahon thinks she can be a big babyface star on SmackDown, sure, for the next week, sure, maybe. But like, I I can't get invested in Tony Storm on the main roster right now because I'm under the assumption that she's going to be as bad as everyone else. And WWE have the track record for that, so that's not me making a, a terrible assumption based off no evidence. There's a lot of evidence. There's a ton of evidence of NXT stars not being treated very well. So now I'm I'm struggling to get invested in the new star when that's the time when you need everyone to be more invested in the new star. It's yeah, it's baffling like, how they uh, it, sabotage their own product. It is so ass backwards when you look at this raw which did a a decent rating per raw standards these days it's going to be the first raw back with fans you're going to get a big viewership bump after money in the bank and fans are just back this would be a great time to debut some new people and have them win and get them over as big stars and they bring back keith lee they debut carrying cross and they beat both of them this is the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do and I said like a week or two ago, I brought up like an old Jim Cornette story where they talked about like bringing up OVW people while they were still on OVW TV and then like shaving his long blonde hair, top heel bald and him having to to work around this in his own storylines. I can't imagine the frustration that Triple H has been feeling throughout all of this. Like, what do you do? Your world champion just got beaten two minutes. So... I can't imagine what he's thinking, but also I totally get it. If you just want to secure the bag, sign with WWE, make your money. Excellent. Do that. Make as much money as you can. It's a business. Do that. If you care about your career, it does not matter how big you are. does not matter how talented you are. This happens to everyone. Look yep. at, they put, they put Donovan Dijak, Dijakovic. Dijakovic, whatever his name is, they buried him and he's huge. They put him in retribution. Keith Lee is huge. He didn't do very well before he disappeared and now he's back and he lost. Karrion Cross is huge. He lost in two minutes. These are the people you'd think Vince McMahon would just fall in love with and they're still losing. I don't get it. I don't get it. Save yourselves, guys. Don't sign with WWE if you want to maintain the illusion of being a big star. You know, genuinely, I forgot about Dijak until you just mentioned him. Mm-hmm. That's, how, mm-hmm. that's how bad it was. I just forgot that he was on the main roster. Yeah. God. And for the for the one comment who says so, don't like Jim Cornette at all. It's merely context, my friend. That's important. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Let's get into your ultra chats. Let's see what Let's. you guys think. Uh, the intangible one, Cliff Beard. Make sure it's getting your ultra chats, by the way. Rustalk.com forward slash support. Get those in because we'll go through all the ones that are five bucks and up before the show ends today. The intangible one, Cliff Beard, said Cross does not feel threatening at all anymore. So that ending was meh, IMO. Also, Rosenberg is the tooliest tool that ever was a tool. Hey, I couldn't possibly comment on whether Rosenberg is a complete tool or not. I wouldn't have the capability to say that he's a tool, which is why I haven't said that. I'm not saying that he is a total tool. And this is coming from someone in a plastic crown, a 13-year-old Jeff Hardy t-shirt, and six pantyhose. Mm. Mm. But I'm definitely not saying that Peter Rosenberg is a tool. No, no, and no. And I, def- I definitely don't get him mixed up with the other Rosenberg that was on the Eminem album. Sure. Yes. Anyway, Ben Crossley says, uh, after years of declining viewership, quality and star power on Raw and SmackDown, after years of not advertising NXT and ruining their talent, WWE places the blame for the Wednesday Night War loss on NXT. Doubt Vince sees where the problems actually start. We do. Great point. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. It's kind of weird, isn't it? How, and you know, you know, the some people will say, well, you know, NXT got the rub, Survivor Series. You know, they won when they were competing against Raw and SmackDown. Look how much that mattered. Because Survivor Series doesn't matter. I'm I, I just going to paint that picture for you guys. Survivor Series doesn't matter. Doesn't matter about Raw and SmackDown fighting. Doesn't matter whether it's Raw, SmackDown, and NXT fighting. Survivor Series doesn't matter. And NXT winning that did nothing for the promotion at all because they didn't follow up on it. They had no consequences, which means it doesn't matter, which can be said for a lot of WWE programming. There's no consequences stuff, which means it doesn't matter. 
you you can take this like beyond just uh beyond just survivor series as well like you would think that having the royal rumble winner charlotte flair challenge for an nxt championship would elevate nxt and everything but that doesn't work when she then wins the title buries people on the roster while she has it doesn't put the person that she beat over before leaving and then disappears now i understand Mm -hmm. that wasn't the original plan and whatnot but the involvement of the main roster with nxt hasn't benefited nxt so when nxt then drops off a cliff because you keep telling it telling people that it's in a in because they keep telling people that it's unimportant you can't blame the show for its shortcomings anyway yeah yeah god um and by the way just for for clarity's sake there are a couple of reports and the 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 common theory is that the people on the nxt roster said that, that it felt like vince was sending a message to the nxt roster and while the message is currently unclear. The common speculation is that it's Vince being upset at them having to move away from Wednesday nights and losing the Wednesday night wars, quote unquote. Um, so that's why we're talking about that, that we're not just bringing up out of nowhere. So um, for Adam, Adam's next list about public uh, burials and punishments mm. and everything, he can put the entire NXT brand on the next list. Yeah. God. Uh, Hannah Allen, hello, uh, says, lovely men, smiley face. That's us. Uh, what are your thoughts on injecting more comedy to NXT? Grimes and the way, chef's kiss. It really adds another complexity that overall benefits a show. Shrug. Uh, I've been binging a lot of Dan Housen and RJ City YouTube. Lots of love. Hashtag LIW444 life. Thank you very much, Hannah. Uh, I've not seen a lot of Dan Housen and RJ City. I'll be honest. I understand Dan Housen's a big deal and he was on Conan and stuff like that, but like, I don't. I haven't seen much of it. Uh, more comedy on NXT. Sure. Comedy is good. If it's good yeah. comedy. Absolutely. It's it's tough because comedy is subjective. You know, like I think Cameron Grimes is really funny. I don't think, I think that the way is funny. Not the, not that one thing that they do that we'll get to, mm-hmm. but it's, it's tough. Like there's nothing worse than bad WWE comedy. You know, yes. And so if you're just, oh, let's put more comedy into the WWE show, you're walking a very dangerous line there. But when it's done well, yeah, it's awesome. I like Cameron Grimes on this show and the comedy that they did. Yeah, same. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll do one more. Adrian Strupp says, uh, imagine owning a company with three successful products. Then imagine using the marketing for one product to tell people how bad one of the others is. Can you picture any other company in the world making that decision? Can you imagine if uh, the marketing for iPhones was iPhones way better than Macs? Like, <laughs> like Mario comes out and it's like, don't buy those Pokemon games. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's get on to the show review. Uh, as we briefly mentioned before, Samoa Joe came out uh, not in his suit looking for a fight against Karrion Cross, saying that uh, he wants to call out Cross. 
And then Regal comes out and says, no, you can't call out superstars. Joe says that actually, I think you find I can. I was provoked. Regal says that Cross put his hands on Samoa Joe in a referee uh, capacity, not as Samoa Joe with a man. And Joe then says, once Cross gets here tonight, he's going to put him to sleep and says that Cross had a little road trip to Raw. It was all right. Samoa Joe's a really good promo. Doesn't make any sense. But yeah, Joe's a great promo. Love the intensity. But yeah, bit weird that. Yeah. I've basically said my piece about this. I don't really understand why people were feeling the way that they were mainly regal. It's like, yeah, let, let Joe go and do the thing. Cause what does it matter if he was wearing a referee shirt? He's still management. Yeah. That's why you put management in a referee shirt so that he can maintain the peace. Whatever. Yeah. doesn't make sense. Exactly. Uh, we then got a very long tag match of diamond mind versus Kushida and Bobby fish. Uh, down in mind being Roderick Strong and Tyler Rust for this one. I thought this was a fine match. This was fine. Um, mm-hmm. I thought I, I thought it got really fun once Kushida got the hot tag in. The amount of pace that Kushida brought to the match after it was, you know, it, it was decent. It wasn't slow by any means, but it was, you know, it was a decent, solid tag match. Then Kushida came in and it was like, here's all the exciting stuff. Oh my God, Kushida's amazing, which was great. Um, but then Kushida tapped out Tyler Rust after uh, Bobby Fish took out Roderick Strong to the outside. Hmm. That's a really, decision. Really, really not sold on Diamond Mine right now. Just not at all. Like, I I would have had, personally, Diamond Mine pin Bobby Fish. That, that would have been my thing. You protect your champion in defeat, because he's the one that didn't get pinned. And you keep the new faction nice and strong. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing with Diamond Mine, and I'm not sold on the act at all. It feels like they've given up on this faction already. <laughs> right? You they've know? got the three-week push. Quite literally. Quite literally a three-week push. It, it's Because the match was, was good. It was really long. This felt mm. like a, an NXT that they were running a little bit light on content. So they were just like, let's just have the good workers go and have a 20-minute match. This match was legit like 20 minutes. It was a good 20 minutes, but I'm not super invested in the diamond mine going in. And I'm even less invested in them coming out because they got beat. And I was willing to keep like waiting for the, the payoff of diamond mine showing up, you know? Like, they show up, and it's like, oh, there's the Diamond Mine. Roddy Strong's back. Like, that's cool. They're going to feud with Kushida. Now we get a pretty normal match with Roddy Strong and someone else. I don't remember who he faced. Maybe Andre Chase? Something like that. He faced someone, beat them quickly. I was like, yeah, it's it's fine, but I would have liked a little bit more. And then Tyler Rust faced Bobby Fish, and I was like, that was all right. I'd still like a little bit more. And then they go out there and lose the tag match, and I was like, okay. I'm waiting for the more and you've missed the chance to make a great first impression. They're just a group of guys. And if the coaching of um, Hideki Suzuki and Malcolm Bivens can't have them beat Bobby fish. Like what? Yeah. What's the point? I don't know. It's just disappointing. Like, I don't understand who they are. They're just a group of guys that all wear the same shirt. And I don't have a reason to care about them yet. And I want to. I like Tyler Rust and Roderick Strong a lot. 
and I like Malcolm Bivens, but why are they losing? I I don't know yeah. who they are or what they do. Why are they here? What's their what's their purpose here? And you could say, well, it's to win wrestling matches. Well, yeah, duh. That's what everyone's thing is. But like, what sets what separates them? What, what you need that hook to get you invested in that in the character in the wrestler. And there is no hook. They just got a completely flat end. There's nothing to hook on. It, it, it's nothing. It's just a it's just a complete facade. They're like, we dress the same. Cool. And like, we, there's, they need more substance uh, rather than just being we wrestle. So does everyone else. What's the thing mm-hmm. that separates Diamond Mine out? Um, which they they don't have right now, which they could really do with, which is a shame because I think they probably have some sort of semblance of a character there. But to be fair, they might have just got completely ruined because you know it was supposed to be Marina Shafir and Archer Ruas that were going to be in this as well before they got released. So like maybe they're on the complete back foot to be like, um, Tyler Rust and Hideki Suzuki, you're in now. Make the character, make the gimmick work, and they're like, this is not what we had in mind for anything. So maybe they're just kind of scrabbling who knows that's just purely my speculation but anywho um hopefully it turns around for him uh we had a little backstage segment with uh la knight and cameron grimes arriving at the arena i thought this was quite funny uh mm. where uh knight gets grimes to take his bags out there's like four different bags and all of them are big and uh as he's doing it drake maverick comes up he's like oh hey i can help you out and grimes like no 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 he's told me to do it don't you worry i got all these bags don't you worry and uh, Ellen Knight's like, hey, you can't be helping out. I've asked my butler to, to do it for me. They get into it. They arrange a match for later on. Meanwhile, in the background, Grimes is just being a funny man, carrying around all the bags in a very funny way and dropping a couple of them. And then, you know, he, he was saying to Maverick after, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, you get involved in this and all that stuff. You didn't need to do that and all that stuff. Drops all the bags again to close the, the boot of the car. And, you know, it, it was just very funny. Grimes has very good comedic timing and it's set up for a match later. Excuse yeah. me, set up a match for later. And I, I really like now, because we were quite seemingly in the minority where we were not fans of the dynamic that they had from the Grimes Knight stuff here. This was the first tease, and it built onto it more later, of a slightly different dynamic building to it later, which I was much more of a fan of. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that more later. But this was a good sign. Yes, I, I agree. Like I wasn't a big fan of how this dynamic was portrayed last week because it felt like, okay, Cameron Grimes lost has to be his Butler, but then just wasn't Mm. like he didn't do the job in order for this to work in my mind. The stipulation of you have to be my Butler needs to mean something. There needs to be consequences for Cameron Grimes having lost, but he just went in and was lounging around and got someone else to do the job last time. So that doesn't didn't, didn't work for me this week. If he just goes out there and he's happy-go-lucky but still doing the job the whole time and that annoys L.A. Knight, that works. That's great. I love that. Give me more of that. That really works. Yeah. Uh, We then got a little promo for Odyssey Jones, who is going to be in the breakout tournament later on. Uh, Cool. Seems like a guy you can get behind. Like, Mm -hmm. charismatic guy. You know, big, exciting. Cool. Which we saw him later as well. Uh, we then had Frankie Monet versus JC Jane, uh, which is a very quick match, basically a squash match. Uh, she brought out Jesse Kamea with her. And during the match, Mandy Rose is back again. And she goes and sits on the commentary table. And I was like, why are you sitting on the commentary table, Mandy Rose? That's an odd thing to do. But okay, that's fine. Doesn't seem like a comfortable seat. Put it that way. No. Wade Barrett enjoyed the view. Wouldn't shut I'm up sure about he did. it. I'm sure he did. 
uh, he's playing the Corey Graves role of just mm-hmm. being. Because if you're a heel commentator, that means you need to be horny for all the women. That's just it's it's a Jerry Lawler thing that's just been passed over. If you're the heel commentator, you have to be horny for the women. Soz, don't make the rules. You just do. It's really dumb. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Um, and then uh I I really enjoyed this bit where Frankie Monet wins, pans to Frankie Monet winning, show a little replay. They pan back over to where Mandy Rose was, and she's gone. And Wade Barrett goes, Where did Mandy Rose go? It's like, did she vanish? Did she's she... magical now, too. Did she... She, I'm, I'm sure she walked off. You probably saw. She's right in front of you, Wade Barrett, and you can't take your eyes off her. I'm sure you could probably spot her. Mm, weird. Anyway, it was a completely minor thing. I just thought that was quite funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Frank and Money won. Cool. It was a two-minute match. There wasn't really anything to it. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, Johnny Gargano backstage um with uh austin theory doing a little backstage promo kyle riley comes in and says hey i heard what you said last week i thought this felt very naturalistic between them it felt very unscripted um i think all three of them are pretty decent promos and kyle riley coming in to be like hey what i heard you said about last last week and johnny instantly just goes i didn't say anything last week he said i'm not talking about you i'm talking about this guy over here talking about austin theory and he's like oh i didn't what did i said he was like oh yeah saying that i went crying to wade barrett well yeah i heard what you said and i want to fight you now um um, I'll, uh, me and you in the ring later and Austin's like are you challenging me to a match? He was like man you're dumber than I thought you were. Yes I'm challenging you to a match in the ring later. Me and you. It's like That was quite a good like naturalistic back and forth I, I thought and uh, then after the, the match is made for later uh, Johnny says that Theory has to do it by himself like he did against Cross last week. You got to do it by yourself Austin. You got yourself into this now you can get yourself out of it. Let's go. You want to be like Papa John? Let's go. Yeah. Hypes him up kind of thing. Great. Face turn, face turn, face turn. They're building it. They're building this face turn, Tempest. Yeah, I don't know what uh, where all this is really going, the whole way stuff. It looked like later in the show they were going to maybe break up, which is not the way that I would do this, but we'll get to it. Yeah. Um. Anyway. It's uh... <laughs> a very good point from Get Crusher Forever. Oh, no. Where is it? No, uh, this one, Tyler Woodward. Sorry, I haven't slept in weeks. It was last week. <laughs> <laughs> See, good, good funny lines. comedy, funny, funny, more of that. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, Bronson Reed had a sit down interview with Wade Barrett, saying that it feels very, very sad that he's lost the North America title. Uh, but he wants to fight the best of the best, which is why he's fighting Adam Cole. Wade Barrett was like, Don't you think that's a bad idea? He was like, No, I'm fighting the best. Why wouldn't you want to fight the best? I want to fight the best. I'm gonna fight Adam Cole. There you go. Again, not it. a whole lot to it. I do still like, I get that Adam Cole is like the best NXT star, but I always find it's like, are you sure that you want to wrestle this man? You clearly <laughs> can't win. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. this guy was North American champion like a month ago. Mm-hmm. He should be considered at least a credible threat to beating Adam Cole. But, hey ho. I'm still just surprised that Bronson Reed is still in NXT. You know, it felt like lost the title, written him out of the show, and now he's just back and still going. I don't know. It's odd, but I yeah. think this is going to be a send off against Adam Cole. I think this will be his last time in NXT, and it'll be a big match, and he's going to get some really close near falls 
And it's going to be like, oh my God, Bronson Reed almost beat Adam Cole. But Adam Cole's like, just going to get the win. And Bronson Reed's going to be in the ring afterwards and everyone will be clapping him and he'll take in all the crowd and he'll bow and be like, hey, thank you and all this stuff. And then he'll get his big kind of like farewell from NXT. And then we'll see him on the main roster, maybe after SummerSlam. Would be my guess. Um, maybe. But yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> then we had uh, Kyler Riley versus Austin Theory, which for me was match of the night. I thought this was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um I I really like both people here. I thought both of them did a really good job uh, on in terms of just in-ring quality. I thought they both did really, really well. And I, my first note was, really curious to see the character progression here. Because, one, we've had Austin Theory now wrestling by himself again, which is cool. Not the first time it's happened either. Austin Theory wrestling by himself. Good. Continuing that little baby face seeds that are being sown cool and he had kyle o'reilly's promo from last week where he was saying he needs that killer instinct again and he needs that uh you know he, he was reminiscing on being in the undisputed era and being like you know maybe i did things a little bit differently but i definitely got the job done i didn't recognize who i was in my match against adam cole and blah 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 and i was like very curious to see where this goes and it did go somewhere isn't it wild that when you set something up and it has consequences <laughs> and it pays off it feels so much more satisfying wild what a um, novel concept right yeah um kyle o'reilly was much more aggressive in this match and it showed and it was great uh austin theory also looked very great there was a really cool counter from a drop kick into like a knee bar or a heel hook Mm -hmm. it was really cool it was really smooth i loved it um and there was a good word to describe this match there were a Mm -hmm. lot of sequences here that were just like smooth like butter like when Austin Theory jumped in, hit the stomp, and then immediately picked him up and did a suplex all in one motion. Wow, art. Smooth. It was a it was a smoothment, is what it was. Yeah. All right, move on. That's what I'm, that's what I'm coining it. I'm coining it now. That's it. <laughs> Can't take it back. It's a smoothment. Um. Then there's a point in the match where Kyle O'Reilly kind of snaps. He's kind of just like Austin Theory's going on the outside, and he gets the steps as if he wants to use the steps as a weapon. And that brings back the commentary. I thought did a really good job of saying this is bringing back some really bad memories for Kyler Riley. He got he took a brainbuster on those steps from Adam Cole. This is bringing back all those bad memories of him being on the on the steps before. And Kyle just snaps. He gets so aggressive, just starts pummeling Austin Theory. Gets him back in the ring, just beats the ever loving crap out of him. Um, locks in an e bar. Theory taps, and he doesn't let go. Oh no, Kyler Riley doesn't let go of the submission, and it got to the very end of it. Where they were like, hey, Kyle won. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle's not, <laughs> Kyle's not letting go. Everyone. And then, like, he let go and he was celebrating, and the crowd were like, yay, I think, Kyle. And I think that's exactly the point they wanted this match to get to, where you're like, yay, Kyle won, but also, oh no, Kyle, you're doing your heelish ways again. Um, oh, this was great. for In terms of character progression, I thought this was absolutely spot on for what they wanted to do. Yeah, I think this was probably the best thing on the show. You know, it was a good match between two guys that can work. And I don't think there was a ton of matches here that had the emotional significance that you'd kind of hope for on a show like this. But this was the closest one to it. I don't really care that much about the Kyle O'Reilly Austin theory thing, but it was an avenue to progress Kyle O'Reilly's arc. And that will probably lead towards a third match with Adam Cole at some point. So that's all good stuff. I really like this. Probably match of the night as well, yeah. Very curious to see where it goes on top of this, too. Mm-hmm. Um, we then had a backstage promo from Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, um, basically saying that after she beat Zaya Lee tonight, there won't be anyone left. 
Dakota Kai has been doing some fantastic, very subtle character work. Basically, since Raquel's won the title, she's been doing some brilliant, subtle little teasers for where she's going to go. Because she's done it a lot of times where she's taken the title to hand it to Raquel and she kind of just looked at it for a little while after, after handing it over and things like that. And on this one, as Raquel says, after she beats Lee, there won't be anyone left. Dakota immediately kind of gives her a sideways look and then looks back at the camera and stuff like that. It's like, what's subtlety. Your, what you're planning there, Kai, huh? This is good. Very subtlety. Good I mm-hmm. love subtlety in my storytelling because it, it makes you as a viewer feel smart for noticing it. You know, they're not smacking you over the head with the details of this storyline. Like you can get it because you as a viewer are thinking, well, she hasn't beaten Dakota Kai. And then if you're paying attention and you look at Dakota Kai and she's looking at her and she's holding on to the championship just a little bit longer as she, as she passes it on. It's those little things that take like a a good storyline to being a great storyline. It's the same things that we talk about with like the Roman Reigns deal where Paul Heyman's facials and every every segment are always so good. And when they all had their big uh, segment in the ring a couple months ago where Jimmy Uso was calling out Cesaro, but everyone's just kind of like looking at him and going through all the emotions on their face. Subtlety makes things great. More subtlety in wrestling. I know it's a big ask for WWE, but I'll take it where I can get it. So, so cool. And yeah, I mean, they've they've actually been protecting while Dakota Kai has kind of been the person that everyone beats on their road to Raquel Gonzalez. In recent times, they've they've done her all right. She beat Ember Moon last week. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like they're starting to get to the point where they are going to have that eventual, maybe it's a turn, maybe it's just a match between them where Dakota Kai's like, hey, you know, it's your buddy. Maybe you can give me a match because I've been here the whole time. Raquel's like, no, screw you. And then Dakota Kai, you know, forces away into a match or whatever. But I think when that when that match does happen, they're starting to build Kai up to be a legit challenger for her, rather than just being like, hey, everyone's beating you in the last like year, so you're no one. I think that they're, they're going to do it soon, I think, is is where I'm getting. I wouldn't be surprised if this was the takeover match. I know that might be a mm-hmm. bit quick if they because they only have four shows after this to, to build for this next takeover. But can't really see who the next challenger would be necessarily. Mm-hmm. There really aren't that many people who aren't otherwise occupied. Yeah, apart from Saray, who's doing nothing still. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Um, but, yes, I, I agree. I think, yeah, TakeOver is a good shout. Because, um, oh, yeah, we, we got an announcement, by the way, on the show that the next TakeOver is going to be on the day after SummerSlam. So the 22nd of August, Sunday, we're going to be getting the next TakeOver, which is cool. I don't know how I'm going to feel about I, – I guess it will leave the weekend on a good note. Even if SummerSlam's bad, TakeOver will probably be very good. So it's like – and I'm sure SummerSlam would be good anyway. So fingers crossed it's going to be a very good weekend of wrestling. I'm hoping. I'm, oh man, I'm tired of these CWC takeovers. I mm, want a big same. crowd takeover and I don't think we're getting one here. They would have put, they would have put tickets on sale and everything and announced a location for it if they were going to do it in Las Vegas or something like that. And it's just like, oh, we're stuck in the middle of this week where wrestling fans are back in AEW and WWE, and it's this big deal. And then we're still in a friggin' gymnasium for NXT. It's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, um, I just want, had... I, this is the one thing I want to go back to normal. It's the one yeah. last little bit where it's like, as soon as that happens, I'll be like, like oh, thank God. We're, we're free, free of this yeah. pain. But yeah. we'll get there, I guess. We then had Legato del Fantasma in the ring, who we're going to do. A musical mariachi performance 
and then they didn't. They were just like, ha, I don't no. want to do it anymore. Not going to do it anymore. Get out of here, fly. Um, and yeah, Santos Escobar cuts a little promo just being like, actually, no, we're not going to lower ourselves to hit Rose level of doing some music for a crowd. We're much cooler than that. And I'm going to get the North American title and it's going to be about my legacy or something along those lines. Uh, and then hit Rose music hit, and I went hit Rose, and I was like, "Hey, these guys!" Um, damn God, I love Hit Rose so much. Um, they came out, and it's just a battle of two good promos, really. Um, I thought that everyone on Hit Row did a really good job with their promo. B Fab I thought was great. Top Dollar always rhyming, just always every promo, every time. Love it. Keep doing that. He's great. Um and swerve as well uh did a really good promo i thought as well and then they come down to the ring i really liked that um legato del fantasma didn't run away that would be like the normal thing would be hit rubber come down to the ring and legato del fantasma would scamper away to for fear of being beaten up uh but hit row just came down they all just fought and hit row came out on top a uh, tease hitting a guitar over santos escobar but instead hit it off um uh instead hit it off Joaquin wild uh instead which is very cool if you didn't know now you know smash with a guitar it was a good guitar break that one as well it was satisfying mm-hmm. guitar break oh it was good it was a very good guitar smash that one it's a good segment liked it really like really like it i mean i was kind of uh <laughs> i felt a couple of different ways about the mariachi thing because when they announced this i was like well that sounds terrible you know mm-hmm. you just like when they announce a wwe segment on nxt and i was like "Uh oh that doesn't sound fun but then they didn't do it so i was like okay so that's it's false advertising if someone tuned in really wanting to see this segment they just didn't do it they didn't even like start doing it and then decided not to and like no they just weren't gonna do this segment so that's that's one thing that's bad but i also didn't think that this segment would have been good so i didn't i wasn't upset by it if that makes sense i love hit row they just inject so much life into this show. Like they really do. Every time I hear the music, I'm like getting ready. This is going to be the good segment. And I love it. It's so much fun. And this, this didn't happen on this show, but I saw a clip of uh, Isaiah sort Scott, like in the studio, just like on Twitter where he's just like hanging out and being, being himself, but hanging out and just kind of dancing and everything. And I was like, this is, like my best friend like not that isaiah swerve scott is my best friend but my best friend does exactly this like i saw a lot of my upbringing in that clip where it's like yeah you just kind of hang out in the studio and like a nice like mood lighting and music's on you're just kind of dancing and hanging out and i feel like i connect to the character because i know this guy you know I love it. I just love the whole portrayal. I love the presentation. It's all so engaging to me. And then they go out there and I like that there wasn't the team that backed down. I like that it's just they're they're both heel teams, but neither of them are really like the cowardly heel team. They both just wanted to fight. And I like that. That to me, it's like it's a nice breath of fresh air when you usually have the team that's ready to just scamper away and 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 not fight on this on this count. But so good. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. A thousand times love it. I could talk about Hit Row just being the best thing in NXT like all day. 
Yeah, same. They're, they're, they're very good, everyone. I don't know if we've mentioned once or twice. Um, <laughs> after that, we got another match in the breakout tournament of Andre Chase versus Odyssey Jones. I watched these entrances and I said, well, you can tell who's winning this match immediately. Yeah. It's going to be Odyssey Jones. He's the one that got the proper entrance, the much more excited entrance. And Jones is very, very easy to get behind. Super, like, very excitable um big man who's very athletic exciting offense like very very easy to get behind him that being said this wasn't the cleanest match i've ever seen thought there were quite a few little botches here and there there was one particularly bad one where chase kind of landed on his face because jones didn't quite catch him right or chase was too far over i'm not quite sure what yeah it there. seemed it seemed like obviously the spot was going to be he goes for the crossbody, Jones catches him, drops him on the announce desk because they got there eventually. But yeah. it definitely seemed like typically you want to hit with all your weight in the middle of the guy's chest when you do this. And it definitely seemed like, you know, Andre Chase was like slanted on one side and his upper body hit too far over and was hitting first. So they just kind of fell down and ultimately chase just landed on his head yeah which is scary could have been a lot worse but yeah. Mm. yeah yeah glad he wasn't hurt out of it anyway um but uh yeah I, my, my next note after that was not the cleanest match but you can see the potential there for odyssey jones if he has a cleaner match like in the next match whenever he has it he's very big athletic man excitable i think he's got a good good little future ahead of him yeah and wait till he gets called up <laughs> <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter how big you are but yeah i mean they obviously like him he did a dark match recently so that would at least lead one to believe that he's got eyes on him but yeah he's got a world of potential he's very charismatic very big but he can still move i think there's definitely like still some work to be done here you know he, he can get better for sure that's what potential means but he's got he's got a lot of it he's got a lot of that potential yeah. i'm very excited i don't know if he'll win but i think he's He's one of the front runners to win this tournament, for sure. I, I could see him. I could see him as a finalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm still back in Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. Why don't we have a bracket? I don't know who's facing who in this tournament. I, th I think they might be improvising. That's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, know boy. if they've thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I, I I reckon they might have their first four winners, but they don't know who who they want to match up in terms of the winners afterwards. So they don't want to commit right. to a bracket to be like, we can have this person against this person or we can mix it up. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe they just have brackets so they just haven't bothered to make the contact the graphics department to make it. Who knows? It's entirely um, possible. Also, before yeah. we get away from this, I don't know if you've noticed, mm. but the entire chat is talking about football. Yes, I have seen We're, that. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Cool. I just wanted to point that out. I was just like, mm. we're going on about this wrestling show, and there's just football talk going on. Which, I mean, yeah, live, live your life. Or whatever. Have fun. Yeah. 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 Cool. It's cool. <laughs> anyway, um, MSK cut a promo backstage. I don't know how I feel about this. <clears throat> so MSK cut a promo, and they were saying, oh, we never actually set, told anyone what MSK stands for. Well, and then the feed gets interrupted by Imperium who cut a promo saying that looks what happens to the tag division. We've got these people that are jokers and it's all hand size and hit row are dumb and everyone's dumb and we're the best and the ring is sacred and we're going to make everyone wish they weren't being dumb idiots. It's fine enough promo. Cuts back to MSK 
And that's what MSK stands for. Hmm. I, I feel had, two I, ways about this, but go on. Yeah. I had conflicting feelings. Um, I thought cutting back to MSK and them going, and that's what MSK stands for, kind of undermined the whole Imperium promo a little bit because it kind of robbed the, the weight of what they were saying. It was just like, and now back to comedy um, for this. He didn't really have the time to to breathe and let the actual Imperium promo sink in a little bit. Um, I enjoy not knowing what MSK stands for. That's a funny bit. They want to keep mm-hmm. that going. That's a, that's a funny bit. Keep that going. That's very good. Yeah. Also, how did Imperium interrupt the feed? Right. <laughs> that's the one bit that really gets me. Because I, yeah. I really do like the idea of just like not knowing what MSK stands for and like it being interrupted every time and stuff like that. Like that's funny. You know, yeah. like it's like fairly odd parents where you never get to find out what the parents' name are. It's like, oh yeah, well, you know, people call me dad, but my real name is truck goes yeah. by. You know, yeah. stuff like that. I like that. That's funny. I think that's a funny bit. If you think about this segment, it really doesn't make much sense. And it might feel like nitpicking, but like that it's it's a review. That's what that's what reviews are for. How does Imperium get to hijack a broadcast? You know, it ah. would be different if they just cut in front of them and were like, blah, 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 blah. we're done talking about nonsense. It's time to talk about wrestling. We are mm-hmm. real wrestlers. It's just like, it. I don't like it when, if you think about things for too long, I enjoy it less. It's like with the Dakota Kai stuff, when I think about it, I like it more. Mm. This was the opposite. See, what it is, the way they, they managed to get in on the feed is because Walter's going to debut a new gimmick where he's going to be a hacker. And uh, it's going to be really cool because he's going ex- to threaten to expose loads of like backstage stuff in WWE. And what he's actually going to do is expose one thing that does actually impact the storyline. And then they're going to drop it. And then it, in a promo months down the line, uh, someone's going to have a complete, he's going to have a completely new gimmick. And then in a throwaway line in a promo, he's going to be like, oh yeah, do you remember the hacker? That was me, by the way. That's what's going to happen. Wait, that sounds really familiar. Have they done that before? It's a terrible idea. No one should ever do that. No. No. Weird. Weird yeah. that. Anyway. Also, mm. why is Imperium being positioned for a tag title program? They what else are they going to do? Not, sure, but maybe beat some people first? I, I, I think that's probably the way they're going to go. I don't know it's necessarily going to be they're going to go after MSK straight away. I There's oh, been wow. a lot of a lot of teams that have kind of called out MSK being like, we're going to get MSK. And then they've got into their own tag feud off the back of it. I'm hoping, maybe this is just me hoping, that they're kind of just being like, we're, we're reinserting ourselves into the tag division. Everyone had better be on their on their guard, especially MSK, because we're coming for the tag titles eventually kind of thing. Was that, I'm hoping that's more of the vibe that I got from it. I'm hoping that's the way it goes. Yes, but there's also only four weeks left until the next takeover. And I'm guessing that MSK and Imperium is the takeover match. And like Imperium lost to Breezango and then Breezango mm-hmm. was released. They lost to Killian Dane and Drake Maverick and then Killian Dane was released. Maybe. Oh, I wonder if Imperium faces MSK and then MSK gets released. That would be that would be bad. Let's not do oh, that. Boy. But like, yeah, 
there aren't even that many teams left in NXT now. Yeah. You know, there's Champa and Thatcher who are busy with Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan. You can have Dunne and Lorcan. Yeah, Challenge that would be MSK. Yeah, I like that. I would probably prefer that match. But like, yeah. we've only got so many weeks left in order to get there. And if you're going to rack up wins before then, they need to get started like pronto. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, we have got Dunne and Lorcan versus Champa and Thatcher next week. Um, so if Dunn and Law can beat them there, mm-hmm. I think that would kind of fast track them to MSK afterwards. I could see that happening, maybe. That'd be yeah, cool. let's let's do that. If mm. it's not Imperium, that's that's totally cool. But that's this is just me going off of the idea that we're getting Imperium next. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Dunn and Lawkin, they got a backstage promo next saying they want to fight with Champion Thatcher next week. Cool. On board. Uh, we then had LA Knight. We're going to overrun on the show. LA Knight versus Drake Maverick. Uh, LA Knight was obsessed with getting Cameron Grimes to hold the title up at ringside. Uh, Grimes just kept like slacking essentially. He'd hold it up a little bit and then he kind of played to the crowd a little bit, hold up the title. Okay, he put it down and just have a have a good time with the crowd and stuff, which was cool to the point where LA Knight was like, No, you need to hold it like this. And he held it up in front of him and was just holding it there. Now you need to hold it here. Do you understand? And then Maverick came from behind, drop kicked him, and he headbutted the title belt. So then Maverick rolled him up uh, for the victory. Which was okay, you know. I'm I'm not overly opposed to that. It was all right. Uh, I really love the post match stuff though, where yep. LA Knight uh, was essentially Grimes was still trying to be happy go lucky. He's like, hey, I'm having a good time. I don't mind being a butler. This is fine. And then Grimes was like, um, sorry, Knight uh, got up. Maverick. He was like, no, I want you to punch him. And Grimes was like, wait, what? No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Tried to get out of the ring, and Knight literally dragged him back in. He was like, I told you to punch him picks up Maverick, holds him in front of him, and Grimes is like, <sighs> all right. And he and he decks Maverick, and he had to do it. And he hated himself afterwards. He was going off the ropes and being like, God, oh, I didn't want to do that. And afterwards, as he's walking away, he goes back over to Maverick to be like, I'm so sorry, like I didn't want to do that kind of thing. That's the stuff that makes this dynamic work of Grimes continuing to try to be happy-go-lucky and be like, hey, I don't mind being a butler. And Knight's just like, I'm going to make your life miserable. <laughs> and him like not him not wanting to do any of the things that he's wanting to do because all the stuff so far has been night being like do this thing and grimes is like okay i'm sure like all this stuff doesn't involve other people grimes doesn't making grimes doesn't mind making himself do extra work he's like ah, it's fine whatever I'll, I'll be but i'll get someone else to do it i've got money doesn't matter when it's involving other people that's when you see grimes's like humanity come out it's like when Maverick was offering to help unload the bags, he was like, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Let me, let me do this. Let me, let me deal with this. But then, and then it was, you know, I don't want to punch this guy. That's when all like the facade of having a good time just dropped. And he was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to punch him. Like very, very cool. Really enjoying this character dynamic dynamic now. Yeah. I really love just seeing baby faces being forced to do heel things. Yeah, I love that in like all forms of media. Seeing the good guy getting forced to do the bad thing, that is very intriguing. There's a lot of opportunity for like character development there. I really like that. It is a little bit funny, but like Cameron Grimes is a heel like two months ago. And yeah, I was like, right? I cannot punch this man. Yep. I could never. Good, kind-hearted Cameron Grimes. But I get it. He's a baby face now. You got to commit to the yeah. character. That's fine. I just think it's kind of funny. Um, I would like to see this win mean something. Like, do a million-dollar championship match next week and have LA Knight just kill him. Yeah. That at least, like, makes the win feel something. Otherwise, why do I care that Cam- that LA Knight lost, right? Stuff like that. Yeah. Like, if they do that, 
100% on board. If not, I'm just like, eh, don't beat the stars, you know? But yep. really, really, really love the Cameron Grimes stuff. All of this makes me want to see the match more, whereas last week made me want to see the match less. So this is where my head is at with all of this stuff. Bingo. Exactly. After that, Samoa Joe uh, sees a car coming in, grabs a guy out the car. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. We can say yeah, something. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Then you'll say it's 50-50 booking. It's not, though. It's, it's not. It's serving a narrative purpose. 50-50 booking is just you win the first one, and now I win the second one, and then we're right back where we started. This series of matches gives them the chance to further the story with Cameron Grimes through the use of having Drake Maverick humiliate LA Knight and then LA Knight destroy him the second match. It's not just you get a win, then I get a win. It's furthering a short storyline using the wins and losses. And that's the difference because then those wins and losses have consequences, whereas just typical 50-50 booking doesn't. Agreed. Continue. We then have uh, yeah Samoa Joe uh, as a car pulls up, grabs a guy out the car and goes to like choke him out, but then he realizes it's not carrying cross, and the guy's like, oh, he's already inside. It's not, it's not me, sorry. And Joe goes off to go grab him. We've got confirmation that it's going to be uh, Cole versus, I've written Cole versus Grimes here. That's not right. <laughs> it's Cole versus Reed next week. Uh, Carmelo Hayes versus Josh Briggs in the breakout tournament and Dunn and Lorcan versus Champer and Thatcher, all for next week. We had the main event match, which was Raquel Gonzalez versus Zaya Lee intangibles they only had one each they got Lame. shafted terrible we've seen raquel gonzalez's before powerhouse sure dangerous striker Zaylee. it's not wrong we're, oh very correct uh on 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 this instance but we've had striker we've had dominant striker and now we've got dangerous striker what's the difference between a dominant striker and a dangerous striker well one of them is very dominant the other mm. is very dangerous that's thank what you is. that yeah. that clears it up yeah yeah um so this match obviously didn't go to plan um started off okay uh lee was working over gonzalez's leg which was good fun i thought the action was very good very fast paced we thought it was quite entertaining action they had going back and forth unfortunately there was like the twisting senton that Raquel gonzalez sometimes does and she put her full body weight onto zayali on that landing ouch wouldn't want to take that um i haven't seen any reports about zayali's injury if there is one if she's okay she's, or she's fine whatever yeah they said she That's was fine good. back it uh i think fightful select said that she may have hurt her ribs mm -hmm. it looked like she just got the wind knocked out of her like really it's bad it's very possible um, because it was a rough landing and the match just stopped. The referee was like, no, back off for like a good two minutes or so. Referees were just checking on Zaya Lee. She was just lying on the floor, just being like, I'm not moving. And then <laughs> this is the bit that got me was uh, she gets up and in my head, because I didn't know the extent of her injury, obviously she's fine and that's all, all well and, and great and everything. But I love the idea of being like, you okay? Let me make sure. Bang! Just do a little <laughs> powerbomb in the middle of the ring. Your ribs are hurting? Let me make sure for you. Um, which was, I thought was uh, hilarious. Um, uh, yeah, you doing okay? Bang! Not anymore. Uh, and then, yeah, she just got straight into the powerbomb and then she wins. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez wins. Doesn't seem like that's the finish they were supposed to do. Maybe they were, but who knows? Um, 
but yeah, it was okay. Obviously, the injury took a lot out of the match, but these things happen. You know, what are you going to yeah. do about it? Um, and yeah, Gonzalez gets the win. Yeah, it was fine. I also don't really know who I was supposed to cheer for in this match. You know, because yeah, they're, they're both heels. heels. Mm. And I'm still not really into the whole Zia Lee, Tian Sha thing. Like, it's spooky, and I don't really get what the point is. You know, they're just like, we are spooky now, and we have more aggression. And she's been winning a couple matches, and then she loses this one. So, I don't know. It just kind of feels like we're spinning our tires a little bit. Especially mm. when the Mei Ying tease happened at TakeOver, and TakeOver was over a month ago, and we haven't gotten anything about it since. And I get that's possibly because Mercedes Martinez got hurt, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I'm just not not really into it. Yeah. Uh, we then had the final thing on the match, which was Samoa Joe coming out just as the women's match was finishing. Being like, hey, Cross, I know you're in the building. Let's go. Cross comes up on the Tron and cuts a little promo. Being like, hey, uh, this NXT title means I can go where I want, when I want, and do what I want and hurt who I want. And so, uh, except uh, beat Jeff Hardy. Except beat Jeff Hardy. Yeah. And he says, I can beat up anyone. For example, pants down, there's William Regal on the floor who he's choked out. Samoa Joe runs off to the back, goes to get him, but Cross gets in a car and drives away, and that was the show. Yep. <laughs> I like the end segment. Yeah, that was good. Good yeah. storyline progression. Now Regal will want Joe to kill him. Mm-hmm. Or will yeah, he? it all makes sense. Or will he? I don't know. It's a if this was WCW, Regal and Cross would be in and on it together. Yes. Screw Samoa Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, so overall, I thought the show was fine. Uh, there seems to be something a little bit lacking on the show. I thought there was some good in-ring action. Like I mentioned, the Zion Raquel match was good until the injury spot. Um, the Knight Drake Maverick stuff was really good in terms of character work. The kind of Riley Austin Theory match was really good. I really enjoyed it. There's a lot to enjoy on this show. Um, and there was, you know, solid logical progression for a lot of stuff. It just seemed to be something that wasn't quite connecting through a lot of the a lot of the show uh yeah so yeah i would have given it maybe a three yeah this because sometimes when i give a three out of five it's because like oh there were these really great things and then there's some not really great things so it balances out to a three this was just kind of a show that was just kind of a flat line for most of it there were good things like the kyle o'reilly match and the tag match were pretty good but eh, it's just kind of a bland episode of nxt and I think they are also suffering from, hey, we just built up the return of Tegan Knox for six weeks. Oh, she's gone? Mm-hmm. All right, what else do we have? Yeah. You know? Yeah. God, WWE is stupid sometimes. But it's probably about a three out of five. It was just kind of like a fine show. Not a whole lot to it. Yeah. Also, I've seen a few people in the chat saying, can they hear birds? Yes, they can. And they're on 10%. Don't blame my chair. I've seen some people blaming my chair. It's not my chair. It's Tempest birds. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Matt Riddle just kicked off his flip flop. <laughs> Let's get into some ultra chats. Let's finish them off. Um, last chance to get those in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Uh, 69 intangible Sadie Deegan says, Hey, beautiful boys. That's us. Uh, can WWE put a little respect on Cross's name? Even just a little bit? Even just the R? 
I love Hit Row more than words can describe. Also, Stan K-O-R, he's a cutie. Hashtag LIW444Life. Hashtag that bitch Tempest. Hashtag President of the World, Pete. That's me. That's you. President of the World. I love it. I'll take it. It's quite a step up, I'll, I'll admit. Jam that champion to President of the World. There they are. Fairly comparable on second thoughts. Uh, Jonathan Hedman. Hi, I think ultimately having put so much time being invested in NXT and gaining it uh, and gaining it rekindled my love for wrestling. Uh, having the brand jobbed out like that makes me feel like a creep or something. Think it's time to walk away again. Also, pickles stink. Lol. Incorrect. Pickles are great. Ooh, we've got quite a lot of old chats I've only just seen. Uh, Darren Lloyd uh, said, also remember NXT built up Tegan Knox for return only for her, only to lose her and Shotzi a few days later. I don't think that's Literally NXT's too. fault. I don't think that's no. NXT's fault. That's that's Vince just going, I want these people. And NXT going, oh, but they're my favorite toys. Yeah. Uh, James Handley says, uh, do not be surprised if Vince decides to straight up sabotage NXT out of existence. He's a megalomaniac who doesn't uh, like to be viewed as weak. He has no regard for the NXT fan base. And I believe he will continue to cripple the show. Thoughts? Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. Vince is nuts like that. I don't know if he'll sabotage it out of existence, but I could definitely see his actions here having a definite negative effect on the success of this product. See, I don't think Vince would intentionally sabotage it out of existence. He'd made some really poor choices that really impact the show. And then be like, why isn't the show working? Yeah. Guys, come on. Come on, Paul. Yeah. Yeah, come on, Paul, get, pull your finger out. Uh, Jonathan Hedman again. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Charles Berg says, uh, can't wait for Bronson Reed to debut as the new Funkasaurus. Don't. Can't wait for Adam Cole to debut as Michael Cole's son. Don't. Excited for Karrion Cross, uh, Karrion Cross's new main roster gimmick of being boring in the ring and having a crap entrance. Fun times. Uh, Pete, top three sandwiches, please. Oh, God, why are we back on this again? I don't think about, I don't think about sandwiches in my free time. I'm sorry. I really don't. I have other things to think about. Uh, uh, also don't have many like set sandwiches that I like to have because I make my own, so it just has like chicken, that's all you need in it. Or yeah, like, chicken salad sandwich is good if I if I get a, a, a subway, it'll probably be like a chicken tikka, that's nice, or like you know, that's cool with like a bunch of salad in it. I don't know, stop pressuring me. Jonathan Hedman <laughs> says. Uh, do you think MSK needs to do some skits like their Impact skits, that that 70s show parody, to help get them over a little more? Also, what kind of stakes would you give the Grimes Night storyline to make Grimes more sympathetic? Doesn't make well sense done. now. A nice well done steak. <sighs> okay. Not only did you make the joke about the well done steak, you also said a nice well done steak, which doesn't exist. It's all, also true. That doesn't exist. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> okay. Uh, do I think MSK needs to do more skits? No, I just think they need to have a little bit more character. This was a good sign of them having a bit more character, being like, no one knows what MSK stands for. It's a sign of having a little bit of a character. Mm -hmm. So, you know. yeah, More of that. Yeah. Fox Warrior 88 says, fun fact, I was at the NXT show live, and when a commercial came off for Peacock, the crowd just started chanting, Peacock sucks. Also, a couple of Hardy chants started before the show kicked off. Hashtag LIW for life. Uh, both of those things are unsurprising to me. That's yep. great. Very Love funny. It. Yeah. 
Uh, Misha Sumra, hey Misha, uh, says uh, Imperium hacked the broadcast by having Walter chop clean through the electromagnetic spectrum. Uh, Joe confirmed for beating Cross at TakeOver uh, and banishing him from NXT. Moving up uh, to the main roster permanently. Hashtag jam that jam. Hashtag war that caster. That's about my YouTube channel that's called Warcaster. I had a new video on Monday and I've got another video going up on Monday. It's a lot, uh, it's a longer one. I'm just going to keep plugging my go subscribe to Warcaster. <laughs> that's my YouTube channel. It's about D and D. It's very good. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy, uh, that's part of Walter's hacker gimmick that I was talking about earlier as he just chops through stuff to hack in. Um, yeah. So instead of, you know, the, the classic hacker voices, when they hack in, they go, I'm in, it's actually just going to be Walter doing that, but just being like chop. That's it. That's all he needs to do. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, Hello, Senpai. Tempest confirmed as a Jeff Hardy fan. What? What, uh, what, what would make you think that? No. no. Jeff Hardy You? No. That's ridiculous. Um, we've got two more Ultra Chats that I've only just seen. Uh, Marjo32 says, In life I found uh, conversations of substance started with a complaint. Either I had a complaint or my wife did, so I listened to what my partner had to say, have my say, and we comp- uh, comp- compromised where we could. But we both felt relieved after. Imagine that. Complaints cool. aren't complaints, sir. Or complaining is not conversation, Pete. Whatever that means. Stop complaining about WWE. I don't. I don't understand why they trademarked it. I it's going to be insufferable. It's wild. Uh, Hannah Allen says, "Correct. Comedy is very subjective. I love the obscurity in the normality. RJ is funny because because uh, he knows who he is, but why?" lol that's the joke dan Housen, very evil very nice uh he just gets it we don't get it these guys smart but why do we care f word hannah are you okay <laughs> i feel like this is in response to a bit earlier in the show and i don't remember exactly what we were talking no. about now no me, me neither uh but also hannah are you okay to be fair hannah has messaged me on patreon because she's also a, a pledge hammer and back to patreon so she's messaged us on patreon to be like hey just so you guys know i'm sorry for all of my ultra chats because it's normally after i've had several glasses of wine because <laughs> uh, i think she lives in australia so it's like two in the morning for her <laughs> so she's like hey i'm sorry for all of my ultra chats they're after i've had a few uh which is very funny um But thank you very much, Hannah. Regardless, we appreciate the support. Just real quick, before we get into some more emails, just want to say that I was was really, really quite impressed that before the stream had even started, maybe like an hour ago, uh, I went onto the the stream that was set up on YouTube, and I was checking just to see what the people that were waiting in the stream, just see what they say, what they had to say about the main talking point, which was, uh, I believe, the title of the video was "Did Raw ruin Carrying Cross uh, on NXT? Like, does the, the the hangover from Raw carry over to his work on NXT?" And on the thumbnail, it says, "Is he ruined?" Right, with a picture of Carrying Cross. So many people in the chat just being like, "Guys, such an overreaction! I can't believe you're saying this." I'm like, "I'm not." It's a, it's a, have you heard of a question? It's a discussion. It's, it, we're talking like, if, those are things. It's like, I've seen people saying that, that they can't take him seriously anymore because of, you know, X, Y, and Z, and because of the the thing with Jeff Hardy and Raw. Apologies if you can hear a plane going overhead right now. Um, So I was just, I I was very impressed at the amount of people that don't understand what a question is. It was great. It was really, I, I, I get baffled by our viewership quite often. And it's, it's, 
over things like this, where it's like you see you see the squiggly line with a dot at the at the bottom. That, that's a question mark, <laughs> and it's to propose a question, not a statement. If we just put on the thumbnail "ruined!" exclamation mark, then yeah. that's a statement. That's a that's, that's a statement. That's something, and that's yes. how it did. Exactly. It's a discussion about whether he had them. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, more of your emails. Um, uh, let's see here. We got one from Nathan. I, th I think this one's for us anyway. Talks about speedruns in it. Probably about us. Let's see. Us. Um, me. Um, <laughs> hi, fellas. I wanted to email in for a while after hearing about your interest in speedruns. It's finally giving me a kick up the ass to email in. While a big fan of wrestling, there is only one thing I like more, and that's fighting games. I've been playing since a young child when I see a uh, uh, fighting game community and wrestling crossover always makes me happy, like the AEW Street Fighter t-shirts that they're selling. Fun fact, while a lot of people know that uh, the One-Winged Angel was a boss from the Final Fantasy series, did you know that Kenny Omega's V-Trigger is actually a comeback mechanic in the latest Street Fighter game? I did know that. Mm -hmm. um, also on the topic of speedruns, uh, I just wanted to recommend two channels which make great content. Uh, Tomato Anus, great name. Uh, which is a channel that covers speedruns with commentary, which is great. And Senza, which is a channel that does different challenges. For example, he has completed Doom Eternal with a Nintendo Power Glove, which was great to watch. <laughs> uh, have a great day, lads. Nathan. Thank you very much, Nathan. Uh, that's awesome, by the way. Nintendo Power Glove for a Doom Eternal speedrun. Love that. Uh, and yes. That. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I did know. I, I know the odd thing about a video game here or there. I've been to, uh, you know, a, a gaming convention. I've seen people competing in fighting game tournaments. I've seen the, the the V triggers and the combinations and the things. I've seen even an odd video about why one particular Street Fighter fight was so epic. Here's a breakdown of all the, for a casual viewer. Here's a breakdown of why this one particular fight was so great Which on the Street it? Fighter tournament. I don't know. I can't remember now. I was trying I to see was... if it was the same one that I've watched. P possibly, very possibly. Was, was it the the one where the the guy like picked the really bad character who oils himself up? I don't think so. No. Okay, because that one was also no, pretty epic. It was like yeah. a really good comeback where this great player mm. was down like two to one or three to one or something, and then made a huge comeback playing as one of the worst ranked characters in the game. But he just went god mode and beat the guy, and the crowd was going crazy. It was really fun. Yeah, that, that does sound very very fun indeed. Um, yeah, no, thank you for the for the email, uh, Nathan. Really do appreciate it, mate. And yeah, send us in more more about uh, video games and speedrun stuff. I want to hear about it. Uh, let's see if we've got another one here. <gasps> I've not pre-downloaded these pictures, but uh, Pete, Pete, who emailed in before, has sent in dog pics, um, which I'm going to very quickly see if I can download and get them ready because it's worth seeing. Um, God, feel for time, will you? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm focused. All dog pics are worth seeing. Absolutely. Yeah. I... Aw. I went and saw um, uh, a lady friend this uh, this week, and Ooh. I'm very sad that I didn't get to see her dog. I have seen her dog before, mm -hmm. but not this time, and that makes me sad. Little, little like is... to toy poodle named Minnie, very oh. sweet. Oh, well. Yeah. Speaking of very sweet, uh, let me get this email back up so I can just uh, double check the caption here. Uh. Sorry, there's a lot of scrolling. Uh, forgot to include my dog, Declan. He's eight, and he's half beagle, 
half chocolate lab. Oh my goodness. Oh, Declan boy. is the name of one of my cousins. And also a dog. Uh, let's <laughs> share this screen. Oh, hey. Oh, what a sweet boy. Oh my gosh. You're such a sweet oh, boy. So cute. I don't usually see a lot of like beagle lab crosses. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Like I see a, there's a lot though. of there's a lot of lab in the face and mm -hmm. then a lot of beagle in the body. Yeah. Be beagle body and lab. Yeah, I can't think of an L word that's to do with the face. No, nope, still blanking. Yeah, there's another picture. Fine. Hold I'll, on. I'll just I'll just let you sit here and think. <laughs> God, I hate that. Um, I need to get this other picture up because it's not the only picture we've got of uh, of Declan. Let's share this screen again. Are you ready? I am. Ah! Oh, dogs in clothes. Love it. And look, he's playing. He's playing footy. He's playing footy, and he's he's got a Hawaiian shirt on. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Look at him. He's he, just, he looks he's so just happy. Basking in the, he's basking in the sun's rays. It's beautiful. Oh, why can't that be me? Why can't I be in I... a Hawaiian shirt basking in the the rays, playing some footy? Playing some footy. I know. Yeah. God. Though to be fair, I've had way too many of the sun's rays right now. It's so bloody hot over here, and. You know, I've got another bone to pick with Luke, all right? And I mentioned this on the intro. Got another bone to pick because we just had our big team meeting that we have on, on Wednesday afternoons before we record NXT. And he comes on the meeting, and I, I was speaking to Mod Mother Jenna because it was the, the two of us were the first two to join the call. And I was saying, what's the temperature been like over there? Because it's been really hot in the UK. Has it been what, what it's like where, where you are? She was telling me it's been a little bit cooler and stuff like that. And then I was saying that, oh, yeah, it's been really humid over here. been really struggling. Uh, and then Luke comes on the call, and he just goes, oh, it's not been that bad. I really like it. Shut up, Luke. You, 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 no, you're wrong. It's been bad, all right? Maybe some of us don't have the privilege of being fine with it, but I'm not, and I'm allowed to complain about it, all right? It's, yeah. Screw you, Luke, for being okay. You shouldn't be okay. Everyone should be suffering. If I'm suffering, everyone should be suffering. Yeah. I've asked this sort of question before, but what yeah. is hot to you? Okay, so you're in Fahrenheit, right? Do you do no, Fahrenheit? No, no, no. We do, oh, Celsius. do Celsius. We're normal. Oh, okay. We're not like right. we're not like these tools in America. They're okay, the good. one country doing it the wrong way. Okay, good. Um, so for us, like what it's been lately is like 30, 32, somewhere around there. Like it's not, okay, it's, not it, it's not like crazy. Like, you know, a couple summers ago we had like a 40, and it was like, mm -hmm. what's happening? Um, but like it, it's been it's been pretty hot. Um, but more than that, it's just been very humid. Very humid, and we don't have aircon, and it's just like we'll, we'll like open all the windows, and there's just no breeze. It's just like, ugh, and just muggy, yeah. and uh, I hate it. Well, yeah. see, because that's the thing. I've I've had conversations with you know Andy and other people, mm -hmm. the website team and stuff, when they they yeah. talk about the weather, and I'm like, okay, but but what what more specifically are we talking about temperature wise here? And yeah. I quite often, when these conversations come up, find UK weather to be pretty mild. It is. Compared to the hellscape that is Toronto, Canada, which mm -hmm. gets very cold in the winter and very hot in the summer. Yeah. I think I would fit in very nicely in the UK and just be like, oh, it's, this is lovely. It's lovely all year round. Just wear shorts all the time. It's just like the perfect medium the whole time. You'll be fine. 
Yeah. I am that guy. I will mm-hmm. wear shorts in the winter. Shorts and flip-flops, and you'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Sweat, sweater weather is the mm-hmm. dead of winter for me. Christ. I don't, think I've, I don't think I've worn a coat in like three years. I'll be honest. See, the thing is as well, my body cannot stand being cold. Like, my, my body actively rejects being cold. I don't mind being... I don't like being hot. I don't like being too sweat. As you've just heard, I've been complaining about the heat. But like... You know, taking a cold shower can be quite nice when you're when you're hot and all that stuff. I've been taking several this past week. Um, but genuinely, I can't have it to like cold, cold on the water because my body just goes, no, d- get out. You can't be under this cold water because you'll be cold. And my body just instantly just like rejects it. So I have to have it at, like not warm, but just slightly under warm for like like lukewarm, you could say. Mm-hmm. God, he's he's infecting everything I do. Hate Luke. Um, <laughs> bloody Mr. Jam in the jar. Um, yeah, so it's a weird thing where I'm like, I'm super hot. I really want to cool myself down, but I can't use t- stuff that's too cold because otherwise my body hates it. It's a, it's a weird combo. Tell you what, Weirdo. bloody sweating, bloody sweating just being here now, though. <laughs> this is the worst. We haven't even, we haven't even started recording the live show yet. We've only been here for like 25 minutes. Oh my god. I'm gonna I'm gonna struggle on this show, Tempest. But anyway, it's probably all the time we've got. Unless you have anything super urgent that you want to bring up, Tempest. Is there anything more you want to add to this epic episode of the NXT podcast? Absolutely not. Jeff Hardy's the NXT champion. You will not change my mind. <laughs> well, that's gonna do it for this episode of the NXT podcast. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We really do appreciate it. Send in your emails to support everestalk.com. Uh, stay tuned for loads more content coming soon, of course. Take care of each other. Stay safe. We love you very much. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.